gym class today. Huzzah! We're in, Al. We're in. Woo! Buenas morning, everybody. Buenas. So, hopefully you can hear Alice. Unbelievably, Woo! girl texts me... Oh, no, I'm testing it, ready. Eight in the morning. Oh, Sam, I've got a very specific delivery time right in the middle of our show. So here I am holding it down in the studio, sounding crisp as. But Alice is joining yeah, sorry, us guys. via speakerphone of my phone. Because to be fair, you know, we're equally to blame here. I forgot the cable that I needed to plug her into the stereo. So I'm sorry about that I'd, as well. I'd like to point out, Sam, yeah. that you also on the phone would be saying, oh, let me remember that cable. Yeah, did I say that? It. Yeah. I t- well, we literally just talked about this, how my short-term memory is in tatters. And I'm very worried. I need to do some sort of Alzheimer's test or something because I just... I was at the gym yesterday and the guy was like, right, exercise one, here we go, you're doing this. Uh, It was a kettlebells class. Have you ever done that before? Side note. And then he was like, right, exercise two, uh, here you go. And I was like, what's exercise one? And then we got to exercise three and forget about it. Forgot about the other two. (laughs) Honestly, and then you had to... It's awkward because you can't can't ask what the second one is after he's just showed you what the first one is again because that's just like... He's like, what are you on about? So we had to get round to the second one then I had to kind of like ape what the people next to me were doing and they were probably doing it wrong. So I've got sore back now. So there we go. You know, tomato, tomato. But we're here. I don't think that's... I think that's quite common. Genuinely. What, people injuring themselves in gyms? Or... No, no, forgetting the exercise. I've been to circuits before being like, they've run through the whole thing and I've been like, yeah, didn't I... I don't think it's memory, Sam. No? I think it's you don't listen. Uh, well, you know, people say that. I feel I take that as a slight. Um, no! Because maybe no, that's right. <laughs> no, you very much listen to me. I'm not saying you're not a listener. Like, in What are you on about? What are you talking about? But I'm saying in those moments, you're you, you, like, I'm also saying from myself that yeah. I sort of get a little bit distracted. Like, I'll be like, ooh, look at that person over there benching, you know, 50 million kilos. And then I won't <laughs> listen to what they've just said the circuit exercises. Yeah, I feel like, because I'm also terrible with names as well, because it's that short term moment. And I'm all about, yeah. I always say, I'm all about people and the experiences, man. And, you know, you we'll be like, oh, hi, Sam. They'll be like, hi, you know, I've already forgotten. And then. I sometimes, what is that movie where she, she's like, David, 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 like saying their name several times to try and lock it in her memory. I need to do that. I should do that more. I have absolutely no idea. You don't? <laughs> but then I don't know, that wouldn't really translate well to other parts of life. So it'd be like, exercise one, exercise one. <laughs> Kettlebell. <laughs> I think I'd quickly get sectioned, but there we are. But welcome, guys. It's true. No, the because fact. then it would be like everything that you would do. Yeah, exactly. Toothpaste, Absolutely toothpaste. everything. <laughs> I need to remember this now, now, now. Anyway, introduce the show, Al. Introduce the show. Well, okay. Well, please interject because I think I'm going to miss something. But I, we have decided, Sam and I, have got a brand new concept Whoa, for the show. Concept, Sam. concept, concept, concept. Whoa. Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't know what I was going to... See, I just forgot a phrase there. What's the phrase when you're like, hold your horses or sort of like, you just said ready it. yourselves. What's the phrase? You just said it. Hold your horses. No, or... like, that's not what I mean. Oh, you hold mean your like, horses, like, steal yourselves, get ready. Yeah, steal yourselves, Avengers Assemble. That's not quite it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of, are you ready yeah. sort of guys. That's it. Um, Chicken and... tenders, are you ready? <laughs> 
They're ready. Yeah, exactly that. They're ready. You can start the show every week like that, Sam. Oh, sure. Um, so, we do have a brand new concept, though. Um, every week, because, you know, we're thematic-based, we talk about very topical, heavy, deep stuff. Don't oh, really, deep. Sam, to be the honest. deepest. Um, so, we're going to go through the alphabet, and we every week we are going to be challenged to our theme of that week is going to be based on the letter of the alphabet we are on. Am I right? Have I sold that right, Sam? Pretty sure, yeah. We've just set ourselves an arbitrary silly challenge to each week be inspired by one word that begins with the letter of the alphabet on which we are. This is the first week. It's A. For some reason, we picked architecture, and that is why I opened the show with the song that has the longest title known to man, which is The Mauritian Badminton Tennis Champion 1973. And in there, he mentions Christopher Wren, who is a famous architect, isn't he? See, see the he link is. there. See the link I did. That's what I did. Lovely. That's how that's how layered I am, and how good this show is. So thank you very much for keeping it locked. Christopher Wren, famous for what, Alice? Have a guess. He is famous for um, the designing and building. Is it designing and building, or just designing? What do they? Um, well, you, well, you're telling me at the moment. Okay, right. <laughs> he is famous for the um, the putting up of everything <laughs> to do with the. <laughs> he's not, he's not a bloody marquee salesman, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was responsible for putting that tent up in the garden for me for me nan's birthday last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he actually is for St Paul's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. He is one of the most Paul. highly acclaimed. English architects in history, as well as a, a, an anatomist, or an anatomist, if you pronounce it correctly, an astronomer, a geometer, and a mathematician f- physicist. He's a beast. Apparently, or roughly, uh, responsible for rebuilding 52 churches in the city of London alone after the Great Fire in 1666. And uh, what is regarded as his piece de resistance, as you aptly said there, he put up, <laughs> or at least drew the plans, designs for... <laughs> St Paul's Cathedral on Luckgate Hill, which was completed in, give me a guess, for the year, every day's a school day? Um, um, oh, I'm going to go for uh, 1715. Ooh, <laughs> only a few slivers of salami out, 1710. Oh my gosh, that is ridiculously close. That's a very good effort, that. It's a very good effort. Very, very good effort. And, um, I am chuffed with that. hundred oh, percent. I would like. I do have a little bone to pick with Christopher Wren. Though, oh okay? dear! Oh dear! Go on. Because, so from what you've just told me, excellent font of knowledge, Sam. Mm. But it would seem that Christopher Wren, he only, he only, his, his talents only went as far as churches and that sort of thing. He didn't build a church and a circus, you know. Well, he did actually uh, make Royal Hospital Chelsea. And the Royal Naval right, College I, in Greenwich. Okay, I stand corrected. And the I south stand front corrected. of Hampton Court yeah. Palace. Yeah, we get it, Sam. We get it. <laughs> we had a few nice buildings, you know. Because I was wondering, how does an architect go from being a normal architect, you know, and always acclaimed because there is an incredible job and fair play, yeah. to them being like a super mega best architect in the world? Is it because they refine the particular type of buildings they do? Mm. Or is it because they can do any building in the world do you know what would be your criteria 
Oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's interesting. How do you get the next gig? How do, how do you get the St Paul's gig? That's that's what you're asking, essentially, is it? Or is that a complete misinterpretation? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not actually sure that is, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was doing there. I was reading about St Paul's Cathedral, trying to be clever for the, for the next question I thought was coming, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so what, what do you want me to get... You want... oh, all I want you to know, and then we can answer your yeah. sort of very landed question. Sure. Um, I, all I want to know is, is the world's best architect yeah. somebody that can design any building, uh, okay, that's fit for any purpose? Yeah. Or is the world's best architect somebody that, like, can might only, only do office blocks, but they do them unbelievably well? Well, that's a subjective question, isn't it, Alice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're a subject. So uh, I want to subject. know your opinion. Uh, it's got to be versatile, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm a, a man of my own heart, jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, if you can knock me up, school one day, hospital the next, and then a bloody discotheque the next day, then let's go, let's dance. Whereas if you're yeah. only really good at making libraries, and um, libraries aren't my bag, so I'm an audiobook guy, then what's the point? Not okay, I mean? yeah, fine. I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that um, any form of... Sk- I, I, I'm... I believe that a skill could be based in variety as opposed to refining one skill. That's so we could say the same for artists, architectures, um, uh, circus ringleaders. You know what I mean? Not letting that circus thing go. Have you got an anecdote to do with a circus? You're about to. No, I'm just really pushing that. That's what C will be. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Very clever inception. What a great concept. So, what is the most um, memorable? time that you've had in a building Alice <laughs> wow I don't think I can answer that one first I can't say time in a building uh, uh, you don't need to don't worry it's say... a terrible question Pardon? it's a terrible question I was uh, I was being facetious it's the most, right. the, like, most terrible what's your most so memorable building Ooh, what's your most buildings alright alright let's, let's, a better question is what buildings do you like around the world so my dad uh, big up Dave he is interior designer and does architecture as well, has always loved it. And I, you know, you by osmosis, but, uh, you learn a little bit about buildings or I've always had an appreciation for the built environment in terms of visu- visual stuff and all the rest of it. And we, on a family holiday years ago, went to Barcelona. I don't know if anyone listening has been there. It's a wonderful city. Yeah. Thoroughly recommend it. Um, it's got the best of both worlds. Decent city great food and a beach and the climate to enjoy both and it was the home I actually don't know if it was the home but certainly the home of lots of works of uh, the incredible architect by the name of Gaudi and uh, those that have been may well have been on a Gaudi tour and his buildings are like very very unique and they're very dist- like recognisable they all kind of look almost like not they're melting, but they're they're kind of yeah, 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 smooth yeah. faces to them. Fight. Like yeah, and his biggest one that never was finished when he was uh, when he was around, and I don't know if it's finished now. Actually, it certainly wasn't finished when I went. Is his church the big old um, what's it called? Familiar. I think it's the Sagrada Familia, something like that, the Gaudi Cathedral, and it, it's an amazing-looking thing. But that that building sticks out in my mind that I really enjoy. I also like the um, the Bundestag. What, what is, it about the, is it about the lack of edges specifically for you? 
the lack of edges yeah well it's quite cool isn't it it just looks sick like google it guys google has someone uh, the someone else has googled star wars gaudi building <laughs> it's definitely not star wars but it's got that kind of feel to it almost it just looks really cool really smooth because the building normally is very you know angular 90 degree edges stuff like that so this is quite a term from there from the norm so big up gaudi yeah. and you can do a great walking tour of his buildings in in uh, barca so i, I thoroughly recommend it so it's got uh how's the it's covered in mosaics as well which is very vibrant and, and yeah i love a mosaic yeah i was looking at doing a mosaic course but oh yeah do it. yeah Aww. there we go that's that's the story oh. <laughs> <laughs> we've all looked at um, courses what about you Al? So What's, uh, that, give me a building that you like from a from a holiday that you've discovered on that i um i think i'm always like quite honestly mm blown away by by cathedrals i find them unbelievable um and it was just you know off a nice little um segue from you you're saying that it was um gaudi's i was about to say gandhi then yeah, yeah. gaudi's probably did um and because i'm just i just can't get my head around often that like notre dame for example yeah. was quite literally built by hand and i just physically cannot even even york Minster, even the cathedral in um uh, uh, palma in mallorca i just always walk around the outside and i'm like what the hell they never cease to amaze me ever yeah that, that totally. someone was able to sort of visualize such an extraordinary feat of a building but then also be like right steve over there jim over there put those bricks in that way and just it was dumb it was I just cannot. That's um, remarkable, isn't so it? So yeah, yeah. I think actually the reason I like the re- the reason buildings stand out in my mind so much is because I always think of the the difficulty in building them. I think that's where yeah. if I think of all the buildings I like throughout the world that I've seen, I'm like, who built this? That's yeah. what like gets me as opposed to I don't know. Um, the atmosphere in a building or i'm not i'm not amazing sam at interior design like as in i'm not good at it myself sure. for anywhere i've lived and i don't think it like has the impact that often interior designs would want to have on their you know uh i don't know what you call someone who observe their observers so i'm always more from the outside perspective um mm. and i love it when i know i love another thing where old buildings have been turned into museums so they've been repurposed so oh, in Mumbai, clubs in our case <laughs> pardon oh clubs <laughs> remember v in bournemouth <laughs> that oh church God, that was yeah, turned okay. into the club <laughs> that's cracking yeah okay Great fun but anyway you were about to say a much more meaningful anecdote from mumbai well no no but i was just going to say that annoyingly and i haven't i don't want to google it now because then i'll be like waiting around but there was um a building in mumbai um unfortunately a little bit colonial in its design sure. but just like almost like this kind of it reminded me of almost like a massive like um atrium or aviary or something it had this massive you know these really like globe glass circular dome roofs yeah and just was just beautiful and it had been then you know which i think is apt then re kind of used for history of um the independence and how like um mumbai became independent and what businesses grew and it was just it was great because there you were there at this building like oh my god it's beautiful and then like you're learning cool i just love it so that really stuck out and it was in fantastic grounds 
so mate, that's 100%. no i agree i agree it's <clears throat> i suppose yeah architecture is very wrapped up with places of worship that inspire awe don't they that sense of something bigger than you and that's why so much money was pumped into churches and like the ceilings are so high and stuff like that because you go in them and you're generally like awestruck you're like whoa there must be a higher power i was just googling and looking at some images of churches while you were saying that and the one what's it called um the basilica in yeah the old saint basil's cathedral in moscow looks incredible i've actually been there Have you? i've actually been there that looks yeah. so cool what's it like it's inside? so cool amazing um, color of it as well like the kind of orangey pink brickwork and like the amazing uh domes on top it looks so cool it looks like something that you'd find on a cake or something <laughs> That's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> exactly what they were going for. <laughs> um, it was actually, it, uh, we very um, amazingly saw this kind of like, um, a, not acoustic, or do I write in like a sort of, um, it was a Russian choir at the top of it. Um, so we listened to this kind of a real sort of orthodox Russian music. Um, and it was quite like, wow, like in this kind of little chamber room Stirring. at the top. Yeah. Really cool. And then as a souvenir, I bought my mum and held like a cd and i'm just being honest like playing it in my living room in camford heath not Paul quite the same didn't quite no. have the same effect like mum was like oh wow yeah sounds good alice i was like yeah it's not really translating across um picture in picture you're in a cold stone chamber in moscow mum and she was like yeah yeah i can see i can lovely. see it lovely yeah she, she immediately shivers and pulls her blanket around her I'm there now. Yeah, exactly. Are you, Starts weeping. Is it? I, I'm looking again, looking at all these uh, pictures of churches. Um, so a common feature that seems to be to cathedrals and great churches is that they look like a cross from the sky. Did you know this? No. It seems to be, <clears throat> I'm just reading here. Uh, yeah, so axis. As described above, I'm not reading that, uh, the majority of cathedrals <laughs> and great churches are cruciform in shape with the church having a defined axis the axis is generally east to west with external emphasis on the west front normally the main entrance and the internal emphasis upon the eastern end which was where the congregation faces 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 the direction of uh, the coming of christ there you go and it's also in the direction of the rising suns the architectural features of the east often focus on enhancing the interior illumination by the sun so that's where you get your stained glass windows and stuff like that not every church uh, or cathedral maintains this strict east to west axis, uh, but even in those that do not, the, in terms of east and west front are used. So there you are. Many churches of Rome, notably St. Peter's Basilica, face in the opposite direction. So, yeah, from above, they actually look like a cross, which is pretty bananas, isn't it? Yeah, that is actually really, really cool. Keeping really it, cool. Keeping it 100. What's the equivalent? It's like having your ice cream van look like an ice cream from the sky yeah or a school having like it in shakespeare's face but i don't know that's a bit more of a stretch <laughs> especially these days yeah it is a stretch yeah it's still the same concept well you know i wouldn't say shakespeare's synonymous with schools though would you well, what would you say synonymous with schools? Uh, exactly. That's why I didn't go for that anecdote. I went for an easy one, <laughs> the ice cream van. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. That's a, and that's a incredibly more direct 
What about... Um, go on. Yeah, a, I know. Have another swing um, of the bat. Here we go. Strike a, one. A bagel a bagel shop in the shape of a bagel. Good. Come on. I'll give you that. Yeah, fine. What could that be but misinterpreted if, as, though? That could be like a hoop or something. Yeah, I yeah know. a donut. A yeah, donut. donut. They yeah. might think... That's strike they two. They might think it's a water sports company because it's like yeah. um, rubber rings. You donut. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Strike two for you there. One more swing of the bat. One more business that okay. looks like it from above. Uh, flip, flip, flip. Um, a, a cutlery store that looks like a fork. Good. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you Come that. Come on. Could be a trowel. Something used in gardening, but... No, I know what a trowel. I know what a trowel is. Oh no, no, I wasn't explaining that. Trowel doesn't look like a fork. I was like, or oh, something used in gardening. <laughs> Sorry, me mansplaining um, to you. Could be a trowel, okay. you know, something used in gardening. <laughs> yeah, bit, bit of a mansplaining. You know, um, Alice, do you know like gardening? <laughs> you wouldn't have heard it, love. Not with your nails. Gardening. Uh, you've never seen a garden in your life. <laughs> <laughs> garden of Eden, more like. Adam and Eve. <laughs> what does it even mean? Oh dear. Um, All right. What other buildings do we know of? What buildings that have been adapted? Do you ever have a conservatory in your house? Does a bridge count as a building? No. Does a what? Does a bridge count as a building? No, it but just... it is an incredible architectural feat. So, what's yeah. your favourite bridge? I honestly, really, I could not get over the Clifton Suspension Bridge in Bristol. Oh, I'm really? not, I know that's not. I think it's brilliant. He's a famous geezer as well. What's his name? Isn't that Brunel? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Brunel? Yeah. And he's also yeah. got a university after him. He's he's done he's done lots of bits and bobs, hasn't he? Did he do the steam engine? This is us outing ourselves as incredibly ignorant people at the moment. I I think bridges, but honestly, do you not? I I'd be hard pushed to. Okay, I saw that bridge in um, Sri Lanka. That's like. Um, it's used in bridge over the river Kwai, which is only oh because that's Vietnam. The seven, the seven arches bridge in Sri Lanka, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? It um, could have been used for the filming of of the bridge over the river Kwai. You never know. Yeah, I do think that it was. I think there was something. It's been used in several films. Sure. Um, but I thought that was great. But honestly, I just think the suspension bridge is just because it's just the way it's got a lovely valley. It just is fantastic. It's remarkable. Yeah. Well, do you want to learn a little bit about it? Yeah. This is from study.com, so, you know, maybe. maybe. Well, I don't know where... If, yeah, okay, good. I was just checking the photo to make sure it's not like one in America that I'm reading out, like an absolute tool. Uh, it's a remarkable structure, firstly. The ar- article does uh, agree with you. Designed by a remarkable person. All right, go So, know whose side they're on, don't we? Let's see how it helped represent an era of technology. 19th century saw the explosion, Alice, of uh, industrial technology... Big changes all around the world, of course. Suddenly, there had been stuff that was technologically impossible before. Enter the world of bridges. New technologies and materials uh, made that we could span dangerously long distances, or what they were dangerous before. And in Bristol, in England, the 700-foot Avon Gorge was deemed impossible to cross. Until now. Dun, dun, dun! The suspension bridge spans the 702 feet across the gorge with change. Easy. And uh, this was back in the 1700s. A wine merchant in Bristol left 1,000 British pounds in his will for the construction of the stone bridge across the Avon Gorge. 
However, the bridge was too wide and deep. Uh, the gorge, sorry, was too wide and deep uh, of this kind. So the money just sat in a trust and grew ten times in size. Before finally, when it, technology caught up, uh, the design of the bridge was announced in 1829. So it's a huge amount of times passed. The competition's judge. Uh, Thomas Telford tossed out all the submissions and chose his own, which understandably made people pretty upset. So a second competition was held in 1830. The winner of that was a man named Isambard Kingdom Brunel. There you go. What a name! Guess how old he was at the time? I don't know. 24. Oh my god! Only 24. But he had already distinguished himself as one of the top engineering minds in the British Industrial Revolution. His career would eventually uh, include propeller-driven steamships, railroad tracks, and underwater tunnels. But the Avon Gorge project was his first bridge, and it would end up being among his crowning achievements. So it's fascinating. I can keep going on and uh, boring you, but essentially, he was a beast, did very well, designed it. And construction began in 1831. So there you go. An old wow. bridge. And then to unlock this, you must be a member of study.com. So that's all I can tell you. How exciting. <laughs> but what a great... That's a good article. Well done, study.com. Is, is, is that what they say when you go across the bridge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Sorry, you have to be a member of study.com to have come over this bridge. To cross it. Over there um, is Drayton Manor or Drayton House. A little bit of golf and some walking around there, I think. Do you know what's um, party fun? Was? Well, I'm, so I went, um, our dear friend um, Sam, our yes. dear friend Pippa, yes. she is a civil, oh, she trained in civil she engineering. She did, big up Pippa. Yeah, and she used to tell me, so let's think now, let's have a quick, not game as such, but she used to say, what's difficult about designing a building is that you have to design it with what it's going to be in mind in a few years. What? So, yeah, so let's say you design an office block. Yes. Or no, let's say the other way around, you design a car park, a multi-story car park. Yes. There will be then, I don't know, some research studies, whatever it is, yeah. based on whether that will remain a car park Oh, for the I rest see. Of the time, so you're kind of will it future, become... you're predicting as well as designing. Gotcha. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. And you also have to then, they have to like, use kind of studies on climate in the next 10 years because will it, will, will it, will it, isn't that mental? Fascinating, yeah. So like, um, well, you think about yeah. the stuff like for the Olympics, for example, London 2012, when they built all the structures and they obviously had to be convertible to have a, a life afterwards because they were playing so much money into it. And you think over um, East London Way and I've been, oh, I can't remember the name of the, the basketball courts and stuff like that, but I've played there since and they could just move away the stadium. So all that kind of very clever design is, is epic. Really, really cool. So I'm going to give you some buildings now. Yeah. And you're going to tell me in 15 years what are they going to be. All right. Okay. Sure, yeah. You've got to come up with the buildings. You've got the harder job. No. Go on. No, I'm looking. I'm, 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 I'm currently looking at. So the first one, I'm currently, I can see it right now. Oh, what? The out shard. the window in real life? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. The shard. Well, that's going to be like a plasma gun. Easy. <laughs> May I ask? Sorry. For like a, for more like a rail gun of some sort. For just for those of us who aren't completely um, comfortable with what a plasma gun is. Yeah. <laughs> May you share? Yeah. Similar to the garden in Trail Love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be some sort of uh, military defence 
kind of Gatling gun that shoots high high energy laser beams into the sky when we're being attacked by you know aliens and such. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. that's kind of depressing. I don't want it to be that. Well, you know, needs must. You know, we all got to club together when uh, when the aliens roll around. Okay, fine. So it'll be sort of like um, in like Avengers when they shoot the tunnel up and they use it as a portal to come down, but we're shooting plasma into the sky. I haven't seen it, but I assume so. It sounds like just a ticket. Um, also, we say about this, but actually, so... Dubai, um, my ex-place of residence, obviously has um, the Burj Khalifa, tallest building in the world. Um, But they're also... Now, there was a debate at times whether that was the tallest building in the world because I believe in Singapore they might have added something to the top of a tower which just sort of pipped pipped Dubai to the post, as it were. But Dubai are now planning to build another extremely tall building, um, even taller than the Burj Khalifa, not entirely sure why it's necessary, but let's not delve into that. And it plans to shoot a beam of light into the sky at the same time every night that will be seen from space. So we're not actually that far off from what you've just said. There you go. See? Practically the same. Beam of light, laser beams, tomato, tomato. Plasma. Done. Plasma. Get your plasma. Okay. Out. I'm going to give you another building. Next. So the shard becomes... Then we're going to... Look at okay the Angel of the North. What's that going to become? Not a building, but still. Uh, that will be more like Iron Man, kind of a novel flying thing for like fun family days out. So you'd go sit on oh the hill. Oh my god, you can ride it. And then it takes off. Yeah, kind of like when Harry Potter goes on. What's that bird? You know, Buckbeak. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Buckbeak. Buck buck yeah, you can go and have a ride on it. Right. Easy. Okay. Um, what about? Oh, tough one. The Millennium Dome. Millennium Dome? Tough one. Mate, it's going to be a giant speaker. <laughs> boom, boom, I actually, boom. I love how they're not actually becoming buildings. It's not because it's the changing the nature of the building. It's becoming a whole new thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Repurposing. Yeah, Sam likes repurposing. That's the name of my company. Uh, limited. Limited, of course. Actually, not limited. No, unlimited. 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 The sky is <laughs> not even the limit because we've shot plasma beams through the sky. So, yeah, it's just going to become a giant speaker that you can hear from Bournemouth. And that's the range? That's the range, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also yeah. has the ability, you know, my mundane superpower, the one that I've always wanted, is to be able to go walk into a football stadium or stadium of sorts and then have the power to either talk to one person in the crowd, you know, it's a capacity of like 100,000 people, I could easily whisper into one person's ear without anyone else hearing and I'm standing in the middle or I can just talk and everyone hears and they're like jolted to silence and attention. The Millennium Dome also has that power. Wow, I did not know that was the superpower you wanted. That is my, yeah, that's the mundane superpower I desperately want. Because I always lose my voice at parties because I'm chatting too much and shouting. Like if I just had like, you know when... um. Uh, Professor McGonagall like just pops a, a wand on her throat and he's like oh the games are open like that I just need one yeah. of them yeah that is so would it work for like um, say say you come and visit me in yeah. my flat yeah um, would it work wouldn't need for... to mate I could talk to you from home oh interesting maybe oh. That, that's that's perhaps an overextension of my power do I need to see you or not I mean that it would it would 
stray out of the realm of mundane superpower and become a superpower if I could just talk to people. That then I'd be more like what's his name, Magneto, wouldn't I? No, I've got to be able. Yeah, to, I've, got, I've got to be able to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to. I've got to. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Sam, come on, calm down. I also think it would. I think. Do you know what? I'm actually. <clears throat> whoa. I'm get my my throat is clogging up at the thought of just it yeah exactly your throat is intimidated by my throat my powerful throat <laughs> but I'm but I I um I'm not actually sure you'd like that Sam because there are times I know for you that you just want to embrace what you're at and wh- where you're at and what you're doing right yeah but and you can do you, that it's your choice no but if people knew that you could contact them at all times <laughs> and could speak to them all the time you'd never there'd be no let up. Oh, right. Kind of like when you win the lottery. Everyone's like, oh, talk to me, talk to me. Do your trick, monkey. Go on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly that. Right. Well, look, I, I don't think... have that. To clarify, listeners, I don't have that. We have a, a traditional microphone system in the uh, in the studio, and that's how you're hearing me, okay? I wish, I only wish that I had that skill. It would be great for our radio show, though, wouldn't it? Would be handy, yeah. If you had it, then you wouldn't have to be on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really great. Sorry about that. Hey, um, I do nice believe there's people listening. So let me just, I'm assuming that it's all good because we've just had someone, Louise, my friend Louise. Hey, Louise. Um, she's texting, I'm listening this morning. Yes. So she to hear me. What's your favourite building, Louise? We'll dissect it. Text in. Text Alice. Let okay. Um, yeah, let's see if she's texted because she's quite a quick texter, but I don't oh, know if she? it will oh, be. Wow. I can do a little bit she of has, um, Favourite sandwich. Probably go for um, peanut butter. What I also looked up in yeah. prep for our... So while we're hearing... Let me see if I've had any um, feedback on the uh, Instagram as well, because a few people have commented on their favourite building. Nice. Oh, Louise has just replied. Oh, wow, Louise. Speedy Gonzalez. Um, she's put on... Oh, she's already written it on the Instagram. Let me go on the Instagram. Oh, my God. Wow, we're getting a real, real-time tour here, listeners. This is professional radio at its best. So now we're going to go on to... Going to open up my web in browser. In the space that Louise just wrote, though, on your Insta, she could have written the bloody building, couldn't she? It's true. It's true, Louise. I mean, you're ruining your own listening experience here, so you're in the wrong. All right. Okay. Okay. It's because yeah. she's actually gone for an emotional response. Okay. Is it serious? Do she's I have to gone. Tack? Not attack her anymore. Not. It's just gone. Maybe cringe, but I would say places that hold great memories, oh. like my uni halls, home clubs in. Clubs in Bedford. Where she grew up. <laughs> Class. What's your best club in Bedford? What was the name of it? I feel like clubs in yeah, Bedford. Yeah, I want to know. know. Name. We'll like, do a recon. Be like Zeroed um, or something or Lagers. I went to a club in um, Bath the other week called Moles. Mold. Moles. M O L E S. Oh wow! <laughs> what like? Because you're underground or something, or no one's got eyes, but really keen. Oh sense of smell. my god! This is even better. This club, oh my gosh, who names clubs, right? This is just, um, that can be, tell you what, that could be our C or maybe our N, nightclubs, because they're so good to yeah, talk about. Yeah, great um, But uh, Louise has said her best club in Bedford is Saints and Sinners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just the idea that what they've named it. Do they name it with the idea that they think then the people going think they're either a saint or a sinner? Like, what's the concept behind that? It's mad. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's that favourite, one of my favourite terrible cringe lines is um, where it's like, 100% angel, 0% of the time. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> oh god, one of those tragic T-shirts. Yeah. Who um, sings the song? We built this city. On we rock built this city on rock and right, I've clicked roll. on this one, so I hope it's this one. This is your one tune that you get in our hour show now. <laughs> it's by Starship. Let's see if it's right. Yay! On the flip and side also, of this. Also, quickly. Go on. To keep the listeners on the edge of their seat. Oh um, yeah. I've looked up the the worst. Ten of the worst architectural failures in the world. Love it. Ten of the worst architectural failures in the world coming after this tune by Starship. See you on the flip side. Thanks, Louise. Bye. We set ourselves an arbitrary challenge because that's what we do on the radio. And our challenge, Alice, was to start every show inspired by one word that begins with the letter of the alphabet on which we are. Yeah. This week. We've started yeah. the challenge this week. It's A. Our word, for some reason, was architecture. And we've just had a jam-packed show of learning, fun, enjoyment, anecdotes. It's been constant. It's been I constant. I feel completely and utterly, like, saturated with knowledge of... I know. I know. Saturation oh, just, point is near being reached, but there's still more stuff. Every day's a school day. We've had people text in. Will, for example, telling us about the walkie-talkie mishap walkie-talkie building in London. Sorry if you're not in London. A bit London-centric here. Talking about St. Paul's as well. But the walkie-talkie building, named because it looks like a walkie-talkie, apparently reflected sunlight uh, in such a way that it kind of melted, or part melted, a part car. I heard as well that it kind of started to melt the face of a, a local establishment that was on the opposite side of the road to it. Because it was oh, I didn't just, know that. Yeah, but uh, exactly the same, same deal because it was just concentrating the sun's rays. So they had to do some redesigning and blah, blah, blah. We got a serious fine out the back of it. Because there you go. You know, you've got to, you've got to think about these things when you're designing big, shiny walkie-talkies. What about... Well, it's what? the same as the... Um, there's a building, again, I am very sorry, but it's just, it's just anecdotal. The building in Elephant and Castle where... They built um, oh, the wind the turbines to be run off the wind turbines. Yeah, um, and they built the wind turbines the wrong way, so the wind never blows on them. What, what did you say? Sorry, the... didn't yeah. they build the wind turbines the wrong way, so the wind never blows in them? Oh, I, I, I heard. <laughs> I love this Chinese whispers kind of stuff. I heard that when they operated, they were too loud, and the people living in the top of the building complained because you know that's where you live and it'd be a nightmare if you imagine someone having like a triple industrial sized vacuum cleaner running the whole your whole life uh, and therefore they stop them so i don't know either or down to your interpretation i've had my version a couple more times oh yeah what yourself twice you just told it twice I've done mine twice. <laughs> and for a third time <laughs> and for a third time the turbines don't work there we go validation. there you go yeah i'll tell you what listeners text in yeah we'll put a uh, we'll put a poll up <laughs> and then uh, you can decide and these chinese whispers will be set in stone so you were they were they too loud or were they built facing the wrong direction and i would hasten to add to undermine Alice's argument that the wind blows in all directions. <laughs> the wind, I said I would add to undermine your argument that the wind does not exclusively blow in one <laughs> direction. So the fact that they were built in the wrong direction that seems absurd, doesn't it, Alice? Just a little bit. <laughs> no! Just a little I bit. Admit it. There's got to be, there has to be a bit <laughs> like where where there's, there's just no wind. <laughs> 
there's got to be a place in the sky where there's just no wind. Um, well, I suppose is that when you hit turbulence in a plane? Is that like a no, that's, that's a pressure, pocket mate. of that's pressure? Yeah, yeah, but pressure is what makes wind, you clown. All right, <laughs> sorry to get phys- you know sciency on you. I don't know what to be honest. I actually don't know how wind is made. Wind is moving from high to low pressure. That's why you get <sighs> that kind of thing. So. Is that all it is? Pretty sure. Again, text in listeners, let us know. You know. We're talking about this in real time. You've got So whenever I go internet. through a big gust of wind, what yeah. what's going high what's going high to low pressure? What's changing? Oh Just, God's, what is it? God's farting. So it's like high pressure in his bum and then it's like whoo, lower pressure and then you get wind. Do you know, talking about this, my dad said the other day about <laughs> the um, God, my dad. <laughs> talking about farts, talking about God farting. No, but um that is kind of a disgusting concept sure. but if if there's a massive let's not take farting for example at this moment but right. a massive push out of air <laughs> then can't help but think about farting due now to, due to physics like a bit of air gets sucked back up <laughs> that like oh flip I'm not gonna he said it's the something theory and it's the reason why people get the pants up their bum hole when they've done a fart. I thought you just said we weren't going to talk about farting. No, but that's the reason why you told me this fact. That it will go... You, you Someone will have some wind, sure. push the boxes or whatever at pants out. Oh, that's grim. But by doing so, there's like a sucking motion, so they go up your bum hole. Oh, that's grim. The analogy that I can think that's away from ourselves is um, Titanic. Remember when the Titanic's sinking? And, yeah. um, and Jack's like, we need to get away from the ship or we've been sucked under. That's uh, what's happening there. The ship goes down, and then in its wake, it kind of has a low pressure right behind the ship, and that sucks water towards it. So maybe that's the analogous to the bumhole scenario. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And water. wind in general. And wind in general. There you go. Don't say you don't learn when you listen to this show, because you don't. So don't say it. <laughs> yeah, because we've told you absolutely nothing. So don't I say it. I can't answer a single thing. We never claim that you would learn. Yeah, it's your fault. Right, we've got four minutes left, Alice. even the verb got... of our... Pardon? We've got four minutes left. Have you got anything on this uh, uh, article of yours to share with the listeners? Um, yeah, so... John Hock, the John Hancock Tower is a 60-story skyscraper in Boston. Dun-dun-dun, fact Ooh, number one. Nice. Okay. okay. Um, unveiled in 1976. Love that year. Some years have a really good sounding time. 1976 yep. is one of them. Um, striking minimalist appearance, won accolades. Woo! Everyone was buzzing <laughs> over it. But it was famously plagued with problems. Um, one of the issues the buildings encountered were that the windows, they kept falling out and crashing to the pavement. So, we, yeah, that's problem number one. What? Quite a significant problem. Yes, yeah. from that height as well. All 10,000 windows had to be replaced at the cost of five million. Jeez. But also, the John Hancock Tower encountered another major problem, as if that wasn't enough, <laughs> right? Skyscrapers are meant to sway in order to absorb strong gusts of wind. Okay. You know, back to the wind, even though we don't know what wind is, pressure, yep. who knows? Sure. And though the sway is not normally felt by the building's residents, I, yeah, ideally, but the John Hancock Tower 
swayed so much and so dramatically that it gave the occupants of its upper floors motion sickness. Jeez Louise, imagine trying to have your spag bowl for dinner or something and then you're like... It's like being on the top of like a, a bamboo pole or something. That's horrid. Ugh. Yeah. Also, my dad's just texted in. Yeah. We're running out of time. Yeah. Called the Venture. That, <laughs> as if he used the example of having wind to explain it. It's called the Venturi effect. The Venturi effect. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, from the 18th century Italian physicist Giovanni Battista Venturi. And it's the idea. Famously um, bad wind. Reduction in fluid pressure that results when a fluid. Oh, fluid. <laughs> I told you, Titanic. <laughs> Think of Titanic. Yeah, fluid th- flows through a constricted section of pipe. Oh, maybe not thinking fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 fair, fair, nice. There you go. Thanks. Cool name, Venturi, isn't it? I might name my, like, first son it. Good name for a club. The Venturi Effect. Good name. Because no that one would know a- what the Venturi oh Effect is. Oh, my God, because it's fluid through a pipe. Yeah. For a pub. No one would no one would know that. They would just be like, oh, yeah, Venturi, I'm going to Venturi tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Done. Sam, I think you're really onto something there. And I know yeah. that my good friend James is also listening, who eventually at one point would like to own a restaurant, bar, pub situation. Oh, wow. There we have it, James. And Do if you, you keep listening, maybe- James, all the way through A to V, we could talk about this in much more detail. <laughs> It's either yeah. that, it's either that or Vindaloo curry. That's all I've got for V. <laughs> so, We've, got, like, a big, we've got a big claim here, though, Sam. Yeah. By the end of the alphabet, I propose that we come up with business ideas for all listeners. You know? What, for every letter? Yes. It's true. Um, right. okay. But there we are. Would you call, though, yeah. and then if you wanted to do a sort of a, a franchise of it or yeah. a chain of it, yeah. you could be called the Venturi Effect... Because you're literally like creating almost like, you know, an escape room after it. Or then you go to a restaurant and it's the effect of Venturi, which was the original club because it was so fun and good. Wow. Well, I'll let you guys decide that. You're not enamoured. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. Right. That brings us to a close. It's been emotional. We've learned about buildings, architecture, churches. What else? Oh. The Venturi Effect. Hey, set you up. Love it. And next week is the letter B. So we might put a um, poll up on our Instagram and let, let the the public decide. Oh, my God, I've already decided because of that is Potty McBoatface, isn't it? Is the B. But we'll let them decide. <laughs> so we're not going to let the public no, decide. We'll let them decide <laughs> Potty McBoatface style. Just 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 text in. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. But have a great week. Go for Have a great week. It's been a blast, as always. As always. And we'll see you next week for B of Children. See you next week. Arrivederci. Same time. See you later. Bye. Bye.